My name is Dr. Tram Jones. Starting in December 2019, my wife and I lived in Haiti. Recently, given the current insecurity, we are out of the country, but we continue to support and work with our partner clinic, Lesquati Moon, with its 53 employees on the ground in the city of Quadibouquet, Haiti. Haiti is a mystical place. There is a near total belief in the power of magic and its influence on daily events. There is no sterile American belief that events occur because of the random interaction between atoms, quarks, and electrons. Haitians don't even really buy into the less tangible ideas of karma or inner peace. I would almost say that the spiritual world in Haiti is more viewed as a war field of good and evil, of spirits and demons. These beings are believed to have real and concrete effects on the world. For those who don't understand the country deeply, the whole of Haiti may seem like practitioners of voodoo. There's so much acceptance of the magical realm that we Americans can almost just put all of that in the voodoo box. Sometimes even voodoo priests agree with this, saying that all of Haiti is voodoo. But I believe that there are subtleties here. And there's a difference between believing in magic and spirits and then worshiping them. Among nearly the entire population of Haiti, voodooissants, Catholics, or Protestants, they all believe in the power of the spiritual world, both to do good and evil. Voodooissants, that's the word for people who are voodoo practitioners, they praise and adore these spirits. They have dances and ceremonies to worship them. But even church-going folks will fear evil spirits. They'll avoid certain things that might invite curses. But in my mind, this doesn't mean that they're true voodoo practitioners. If we read the Bible, many Christians believed in demons and evil spirits, and they weren't always successful at casting them out. Our lack of belief in a spiritual world is probably more American than Christian. Today, we're going to delve into beliefs around the most persistent and evil of these spiritual beliefs, the Lugawu. This is one of those mystical beliefs that often get attributed to voodoo. But if you talk to a voodoo practitioner, they will say that this is the evil side of the spiritual world, that a true voodoo believer would never be on the side of these things. They believe that the darker side of magic is done by evil people and not by voodoo priests. As you work in Haiti, particularly in the mountains, you'll constantly see children with necklaces. To me, it seems like 70% have something around their neck, a key, a little piece of wood, or a goat's tooth. For a long time, being the unknowing, bumbling American that I am, I would pull out the necklace and hold it and ask the parents about it. It took me a while for me to ask some of my friends about these trinkets. When I first told them, they were simultaneously appalled and laughing that I had brusquely been handling these necklaces. They explained that these were amulets with power to protect the children. Holding it with my hand was not exactly a common practice. Protecting children, not usually something we think of in the United States from a necklace. There are two main things that these parents want to protect their children from in our area of Haiti. And those are Lugawus and Mauvaisje, or the evil eye. We'll talk about Mauvaisje in a later episode, but let's delve into this idea of a Lugawu. Lugawu comes from the French term Lugaru, which means werewolf. It was one of the first magic phenomenons I learned about in Haiti. And it would be hard to practice pediatric medicine without at least some basic knowledge. In broad strokes, a Lugawu is a being that looks a lot like a normal person, but that tries to kill and eat children. It may be anyone that lives in the village. There's really no way of knowing. During the night, though, they transform into animals, a goat, a bug, a dog. 
and sneak into the house and the room of the child. At this point, they proceed to eat the child. And when this point is discussed, it's, it's clear that this eating is a combination of physical and spiritual. The child's soul is eaten, but there are physical effects, fever, seizures, swelling, etc., and then eventual death. The idea of a spiritual world that causes child deaths is not unique to Haiti. In many places around the world, on the face of it, it's easier to believe that a child died because of a battle between good and evil, rather than the randomness of a small, invisible microbe. Particularly in the mountains, lugawus are thought to be the source of most childhood diseases. When our founders started working in these areas, the severe swelling of children from starvation and malnutrition was invariably attributed to these werewolves. Slowly, over the next two decades, Carmel began to treat these children with peanut and wheat-based recovery foods. Instead of the children dying, like it always happened, the children would recover and become normal kids. Nowadays, many in the villages recognize that malnutrition is a medical problem. I've been in meetings with the village leaders, and they talk fondly of how Carmel showed them that malnutrition was something that could be cured. But how did Carmel treat these children when there were such ingrained beliefs? I've talked with my colleagues, and we generally use the same approach. When a child comes with a severe medical issue, we examine the child. We even might ask if there's anyone that might be angry at the family. But once we do a thorough examination, we don't say, this isn't a Lugawu. Lugawus don't exist. We say, yes, I know you're worried this could be a spirit, but this time I've seen the child, and this, this time is a medical problem. You can continue to wear the necklace, but this time I think medications will be able to cure the child. It's not embarrassing or judging the family for their fears that this was a spirit. If you talk to the leaders of the villages, today they may not believe that malnutrition is due to a spiritual problem, but I can almost guarantee you that they still believe in spiritual evil and power. And that's okay. We can still work together to help these children, even if we don't agree on everything. I find that even hardened voodooissants are open to this type of treatment. I once had a witch doctor come to me with a massive hand infection. His hand was red and hot, about to pop from enormous swelling from a likely staph infection. He told me, though, that he knew that some diseases were spiritual and some were medical. And he knew, for this one, he needed a doctor. We treated him with respect and antibiotics, and he made a full recovery. When it comes to medical ailments, parents have a particularly difficult time with seizures. One of my friends told me, I could talk all I wanted, but I would never convince my patients that epilepsy was not from a Lugawu. And frankly, I understand why. A seizure is a terrifying thing to witness, with limbs starting to jerk and eyes rolling back in the head. And medicine doesn't exactly cure the disease, it, it merely controls it. With these patients, it is again best not to directly attack the parent's belief. If you don't do that, the patient's parents will often give the patient the medication. Haitians employ a variety of techniques to protect their children. And it's worth noting that spells, curses, and lugawus could affect adults, but it's simply that children are thought to be more susceptible. And that's why these protections are focused on young children. Trees are felt to have souls in Haiti, particularly certain types. You'll walk through the countryside and see that the hillsides have been denuded of all foliage until you come across a large tree with its branches spreading far away. The villagers would never cut down these types of trees. Lugawus and evil spirits are thought to be afraid of the souls of certain trees. Little pieces of wood are placed around the necks of children or in the four corners of the houses to ward off evil. In addition, children are bathed in certain concoctions at the house of village witch doctors following specific recipes steeped in leaves and herbs. 
Bracelets are imbued with power to ward away evil. And as we learn about these beliefs, we should all recognize that certain principles may hold steady, but every little region of Haiti will have different flavors. The amulets and bracelets are different from region to region. Because magical beliefs and voodoo are not written in a book like the Bible or the Quran, there's much more opportunity for variation. You may enter one village and they may have a very different conception of disease and spirits. Now, some Christians might say that you shouldn't go along with these traditional beliefs. You need to call them out as superstition or evil or whatever. I'm by no means an expert on this, but I do have a few thoughts. When a child's medical life lies in the balance, this does not seem like an appropriate moment to create differences. This feels like a time to make common cause with the parents and together work together for the child. Also, as I said, there's a spectrum here. I've seen parents go to leaf doctors for their children. These are basically local medicine men who use a variety of herbs to attempt to treat a sick infant. And I don't believe these will actually treat a septic joint or meningitis, but I also fail to see much difference between this and homeopathic medicine in America, or even ancient doctors who didn't have modern medicine. I might not agree with it intellectually, but it certainly isn't evil. And for the vast majority of Christians in Haiti, they may believe that evil spirits have infected their child, but this doesn't necessarily mean they worship spirits. If you want to practice medicine in Haiti, you need to understand underlying beliefs. You need to understand that parents might have their own beliefs on what is ailing their child. However, if you come at the visit with a non-judgmental perspective, making them feel comfortable, there's a good likelihood that the patient will take the medicine. Sure, maybe they'll see a leaf doctor or wear a special bracelet, but they'll see no problem in being double covered. And then, a few weeks later, you can see a healthy, happy child. Thank you for listening. Every Wednesday morning, we publish a new narrative from life here. We are simply telling stories as we have seen them in Haiti. But Haiti is a fascinating country with a rich history, and there are many Haitian voices that can tell the story of Haiti in all its facets, and we encourage you to seek them out. As we made this episode, some names may have been changed to protect confidentiality. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends or give us a rating wherever you find your podcasts. To learn more about the work of Light from Light in Haiti or to get involved, visit us on the web at lightfromlight.me. Thank you and God bless.